Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And in three, two, and one. This week, this, 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 this week, this week, this, 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 this week. This week in Geek. This week in Geek, we talk about streaming, MOBAs, and anime events. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another week in Geek with us from This Week in Geek, talking about things that happened this past week in Geek. Um, It's Memorial Day today, so um, we are, um, I mean, at least in America, supposed to be taking the time today to remember our fallen veterans who have died from our freedom and and such things. Um, I have not taken the time to do that until just like right about now, so... Thank you, veterans. We appreciate your sacrifice, I suppose. But um, have you been, Kevin? <laughs> no, oh, I've been. It's on a bit of a downer note. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, yeah, I've been just surviving the weekend. If if you would put mm-hmm. it in one way or another, I had a very busy uh week that started technically on Thursday, since Thursday is day zero of uh Fanime. Um, and I was literally running around uh, all over the Bay Area because not only did I have the con and the events to like help set up and cast and whatnot, but I also had a work meeting in the middle of my event. So I had to like, I I had to leave at like 3 a.m. one night to get Ew. back home so I can get to a meeting at 11:30 the next day. Uh, so. Uh, and then that one took like six hours and then I got out and went back to the con. Uh, so yeah, it was, a definitely a, a long weekend for me, a lot of running around, but, uh, definitely had a lot of fun at Fanime. Uh, I'll give you guys a little bit more of like what actually went down there. Um, there, there's nothing too crazy, but it's just like a couple, a couple of interesting things that I, uh, was able to spot out. So, um, other than that, just trying to trying to recoup from working the entire con. But uh, other than that, we should be pretty pretty good to go. Um, yeah. What about you? Is there any any other question or not questions? It's like I'm asking. I'm like I'm the, welcome. Thank you for listening to my TED talk. Uh, is there any, any <laughs> there any further questions? Follow up on the email. Um, no. <laughs> um, no. Uh, I've lost the thread. There's too many replies. <laughs> it's all good uh but yeah that that has been my weekend just a lot of running around um how about you how, how was your weekend it was good we closed um we closed the explorers club on yesterday which was a bittersweet experience because it was just it was it's good i guess good to be done because now it's like i can breathe again and have some time to myself but also like it was sad because i love doing this performance so much like this is by far and away like my favorite performance I've done this is my favorite role that I've done which was it, it had its difficulties like I had to be painted blue every night from pretty much head to toe 
um, that there's still blue in my toes that I've not been able to get out. Um, so that was, it took about 40 minutes and it's like, ew. and getting the blue off me was just, it was such a hassle because it's alcohol based paint. So you, that makes sure it sticks to my skin and it doesn't like rub off when I'm touching things. So like I had to pretty much rub this like special makeup remover alcohol on me and then wipe myself down, then go home and then shower. I think there's still some in my hair too. So that wasn't the most fun part, but like the reaction when I came out with like feathers and no shirt on and just pants and barefooted and blue um the reaction like because i come out within like the first minute or two of the show like that and i'm pretty much on stage for the entire time after that just like that first initial like oh my god that guy is shirtless and blue that reaction that people are like oh my god it's just so gratifying and then every laugh afterwards was so good um but you know this was like the show was like my therapy during my current depression so um it's it's sad to let it go but it's kind of kind of nice to have a little bit of freedom back so i just i don't know what i'm gonna do with my free time but i have free time now so <laughs> that's nice um i i have to admit kevin that i i did a, a semi-shameful thing today um i i, I gave blizzard money for the skins Okay, okay. Well, it's a cardboard one though. Yeah. That's fine. I'm you're that, giving me a like, pass on that one? I'm I'm also probably gonna get it. So but that's just because like I think that skin has been a long time coming. I think it goes away either tonight or tomorrow. So <laughs> And like we we need it. So Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I I, I cave I I'm I feel bad about giving Blizzard money, but it's such a perfect skin. It is like if you're gonna style on somebody, do it in cardboard. <laughs> it's just every detail so perfect, like the the drawn on lion face on his shield arm, and like his back is like a fan with streamers on it instead of a yeah. rocket. Uh, the rocket on his hammers, uh, the rocket three rockets on his ha- rocket hammer are solo cups. Yeah, it's just perfect. Yeah. So okay, so you're giving me a pass on that. I don't have to feel guilty. That's a that's a pass. Uh, okay. they need to do the same thing for Diva, and I think those will be the only two skins I will purchase. Because well, for Diva, they also have the the spray of that already too. It's be so easy to just yeah, like it, it just needs to be a like yeah that that one just needs to be a a thing. So we'll see. Are there any other skins besides like a theoretical Diva cardboard one and a Reinhardt one that you think are worth giving a pass, or is it just like just those two? Oh god, it's got to be something that's like crazy. But like not even like even as a an anime fan, like I didn't buy the One Punch Man set. It's really? just something that like really I would have expected you to. <laughs> yeah, it it was more like I was okay with like having the idea of it, but in like I I guess in just like the whole idea of like I want it to be like it's fine that it's obvious. I just didn't think that it's like enough for me to uh, like purchase it immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't wow you to the same extent. Yeah, that cardboard Ryan wowed you. Yeah, it it's the same thing with like if if they were to do any other collab events, right? It's got to be something that's like it it has to wow me enough to like have to spend money. You know, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the model that they wanted to go with. So. 
Uh, they don't want me to play their game. Actually, they just want they just want my money. So uh, that's exactly what they'll get. <laughs> uh, let's be honest. All right, so I'm just gonna go out of order of the notes page because we're already on this topic. Um, this was announced on May 17th, but just considering everything that's happened recently, and now that I've bought the skin and done the not shameful thing according to Kevin and bought it. Um, BlizzCon is coming November 3rd and 4th to Anaheim Convention Center, which is pretty much Disneyland area if you're not familiar with California geography and, and city layouts and planning and whatnot. But it's coming. Um, we're actually getting BlizzCon this year. Um, let me read this press announcement really quickly. After four years of gathering online, adventuring through Azeroth, teaming up in Overwatch, and traversing the fields of Sanctuary, or warming yourself by the fire in the tavern, it's finally time to gather in person once more. We are happy to announce that BlizzCon will be returning to the Anaheim Convention Center on November 3rd through the 4th. Our players are at the heart of what make BlizzCon great, a place where games are the common ground for connection and friendship. Whether you're coming to hang out with friends you only ever get to see online, celebrating epic moments in the games we love, exploring what's on offer in the convention center halls, or eager to learn what's next for our universes, BlizzCon is being created for you. It's the community that has always made this event so special, and we can't wait to see you all again. We'll be back with more details about the show next month, including ticketing information, cosplay, and other competi competition details and more. Um, I, uh, I don't see how this is going to be any good for Blizzard, considering... They are still in the <laughs> hot water over all the sexual harassment and assault details. Like, we still haven't forgotten about that. I hope, at least, we still collectively, we, not just me and you, Kevin, but the collective pop culture, we have not forgotten about that. Um, they just pretty much took a giant dump all over Overwatch in that community right now. So I can't see anybody from Overwatch being happy. Um I don't really know much about how people are taking Diablo 4. I think it's still on like it's still on beta right now, right? It hasn't fully released or, or pre-order. I'm not 100%. I'm not on that it's, it's uh timeline, out. but it's just it, it's it's coming soon. Like I see here on the yeah. page 4 days ago, Diablo 4 launches soon. Here's what you need to know. So I guess it's it's not out yet. So um I don't know how the Diablo fandom's going to react, but like, what else is there for Blizzard to talk about besides that? Because that's pretty much, I think, the only thing that's not a shit show right now for them. Yeah, it's kind of the only thing that's like that people are looking forward to coming out of Blizzard. Um, everything else is either stagnant or just the same thing as what it started out with. So, um, yeah. Um, uh, we once again, like for those of you guys who might be just joining us, we started off this podcast as an Overwatch podcast, um, and yeah, with <laughs> with the way how with the way how everything is going, it's not like it. It, it feels like it's been abandoned, kind of. Uh, where they they promised us PVE. and then they said it's not coming. Uh, and that was one of the reasons that like brought us like brought a lot of players back um but also um we also had like i it, it just feels like the and then all the other stuff that's happening over at, at blizzard is just a lot to like 
take in and think that everything is okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying, I, I honestly, I don't know what they can, like, how is this a good idea for them right now? Like, what could they possibly say that can justify an in-person event when the community's just kind a lot of people are like, Blizzard should just shut up, like, shut down now, is what I've seen a lot of people in the wake of all the bad news coming from them. It's like, you, you're kind of, it feels like you're on your 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 deathbed. Yeah, it doesn't feel like Blizzard cares, <laughs> and it's uh, it's their game. If you're there, Kevin, for example, someone who is a fan of Overwatch, and you just for whatever reason because you had money to burn or you're you're a masochist or something, you decided to go to BlizzCon. Like, what could they announce there that would get you back on their side? Because for me, unless you are announcing a bunch of new heroes dropping right now unless you are announcing that you're going to decrease the price of your skins unless you're announcing like I, I can't even say that you're announcing something for like story mode because look what happened with the story mode that you announced um i think it's just kind of the the dedicated core group of people who are playing the game because they have friends playing it now that are in the Overwatch world. I don't know if there's anything Blizzard can deliver for us that'll make people actually excited about the game again. Yeah, and it's really tough, but I do like how could I say it? I I don't know what else you can do to make people excited for Overwatch again. Um you have to do something that not only wins the audience back, but like gets us all excited to come back and play the game. Like if well, I'm not saying bring back 6v6, but like I that did separate so out much. a lot. I was of, talking about it today with somebody like I miss 6v6 so much. Like I feel like that's first of all, that's one thing that like it's really awkward with like the old Overwatch fan base and friend group. It's we can't have our six stack anymore. We literally have to have somebody sit out every single time and it's awkward. So mm. if you are going to, you know, once again, like bring us Overwatch, like give us Overwatch, like give us the Overwatch one that we we originally had and like balance it according to that. That is totally fine. And I, I would think that that would be a very OK thing. It, it might be unhealthy considering how overtuned some of the tanks are right now, but mm. if like. I would much rather go back to a six tank format where you can have somebody like help you out on the front line and still once again team really team reliant. Um, but I do think that that uh, it does reverse a lot of the progress that they tried to make with Overwatch two. But then again, I feel like there's not a lot of progress made. Period. So. Yeah, uh, bring back 6v6, uh, let us have our loot boxes. Like, you don't have to do the loot box thing if that is really something that, like, you know, broke laws. Just just, just make it, like, a make it an experience reward thing. And make it, like, I want to I wanna play the game and get rewarded for playing your game. I don't want to have to pay every, every month to even have a chance of getting something. Um... And 
I, I don't know. I know it doesn't make more money, but it does keep your players happy. So I'd, I'd rather have happy players and then like make money off of events rather than just having, you know, just money, like just trying to make money when I can, you know? Mm-hmm. How do you think this is going to be received by the public and the internet when it actually happens? I feel like... Do you think people are actually going to go? Even That's what I'm really questioning. I don't know if people actually go to BlizzCon. Um, the people who will go are probably just there for, to watch, like, the big event. Like, once again, if they have, if they have BlizzCon, they'll do, like, Worlds. They'll do, like, the tournament aspect of it. But I don't know who else is playing in said tournament without having like like having a reason to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like in terms of people showing up for whatever Overwatch is up to, I feel like that's another thing where we're sitting down and we're we're wondering what does this do? What does this do for like what does this do for the future of the game if you're not like if you're not making us excited for the game like why are you still even trying to do stuff you know mm-hmm. um don't, don't try to make us excited for something that like we already have given up faith in you have to like really inspire us to come back um i i don't know what what you need to do to bring overwatch back uh I mean, it's just such a tough question in general. I I can't see how this is going to make them any money, um, unless they like are really <laughs> pulling out all the stuff. I think they're going to lose money on this. I um, think so too. I I highly I agree because maybe, like I think everybody's yeah. going to watch it online too. Like true, yeah. <laughs> they have this thing on their um announcement again, um. For those of you who are who want to book accommodations now, our hotel blocks are now available. Yeah, no one's gonna book a hotel for this. No. So I think this is gonna lose the money. I think that they probably know that it's gonna lose the money, and they're just doing it to save face to be like, "Hey, we're everything's okay. Everything's gonna be fine. We're not gonna we're not going under as a company." But it's, I think it's a bad look. I think they should have just kept it online and weathered the storm maybe brought it back next year after the the anger from overwatch has died down after maybe some of the anger from all the scandals and harassment has maybe died down a bit after they've paid out all of their settlements and whatever um i don't think this was the right year to do it but blizzard gonna blizzard so anyway more anger at companies news um kevin hbo max is now just called Max. Thoughts? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't care, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> you took away three letters. You're just your goofy son now. So you just took away the three more important letters. Yeah, like the HBO part is the one that like sells you stuff, not the not the Max part. It's yeah, and and it's funny watching like a lot of the um. Like people troll them on social media, like because HBO has had a bunch of different iterations over the years, and like this one tweet really makes fun of it pretty well. There's HBO, HBO Go, 
HBO Now, HBO Max, HBO Ragnarok, HBO Tokyo Drift, Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was one I think from Peacock that was I think the best one that I saw. Um, it, it said something like, um, "Max, we will not be following your lead because if you take out the first half of Peacock, what you got left, Kevin." Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so, um, people think it's really stupid. Also, there was a bit of an uproar over how they were doing their credits on their website. Um, instead of like individually breaking out in in the credits, like director, um, producer, writers, they just lumped everybody into this category called creators, which pissed a bunch of people off. Like the the uh, Directors Guild of America was threatening to like strike because of this again. Um, now that the the Actors Guild has already um, authorized a strike, now that um, the Writers Guild is still on strike. Um, that would have been terrible for Hollywood, but according to some memos and, and statements that have been released by um, by HBO, this was like the apparently they said that the upper management had no idea that this was happening. This was like a lower down decision that um, the people who were like designing the website, they were so overwhelmed by getting the website up and running on time that they just made the decision to not break them out individually and just lump everybody in and then would later on as it comes, um, as the website's already up and running, they would then go and break them out individually and upper management had no idea about it. No one told them, no one ran this up the chain and they, uh, they're saying that they would have absolutely said no to this had they known about it. But I mean, I don't know if you can really trust HBO Max and David Zaslav at this point, but um, that's what they're saying. So they've since reversed it. They've since, I guess, gone in and broken them out as they're supposed to do. So I guess either they were lying to us when they said, oh, this was just an accident, or they've actually had time to go and break them out like they were supposed to. So people are mad at them now, and their name is really stupid. So thank you, David Zaslav, for every terrible decision you have made and every terrible thing that's happened in the entertainment world under your leadership. I don't understand how you still have a job. Yeah. <laughs> like it's when you hear the name Max, Kevin, what do you think it's streaming? What do you what do you think is on this service? I I don't even know, man. Like <laughs> what what would what would Max have? Uh, who is Max? Who is who is this guy? <laughs> it's just every scene from Stranger Things with Max in it. That's it. It's just that and like the the goofy movie. Yep. Uh it's the one where he goes to college. Scenes. It's just his scenes. Nothing yeah, goofy just, in it. Yeah. I guess if if they get power line, that might be like a plus, but, but... power line isn't like it's it's every scene of the power line bit, but just the max parts. Like they just yeah, like not out. yeah, like not not even power line. It's just Max doing the stuff. Um. So another streaming service that people are mad at, or yeah, they're mad at it. Netflix is is not people. People are not happy right now because like they've been. Th- 
I don't want to say threatening, but they've been threatening for a bit of a while now that they are cracking down on password sharing. And it has come to the United States where they're now saying, hey, you who are sharing your Netflix password, you're not supposed to do that. So sometimes when people were logging in, if there is um, a login from outside of their, I guess, home Wi-Fi, whatever, um, they'd get the notification that says Netflix is meant for you and the people who you live with. You can easily watch Netflix on any of your devices wherever you go. We'll help you confirm that this TV is part of your Netflix household. Um, and now people are canceling that because it is eight. It, it's another eight dollars a month to add additional, like add people to your account that are not quote unquote in your household or are not in a registered device from your household. So people are upset. They are leaving Netflix. They are quitting. People are saying that um, it, it's just based on principle that they don't, they're paying for the service. They don't want to have to pay again just because they're on a different house or a different household. Um, people are saying that cancel Netflix. You, we're voting with our dollar at this point. So if we all cancel and Netflix loses all this revenue, they'll have to reverse it, which I think is a smart, like, again, voting with your dollar. If you don't vote with your dollar, then you're not using your power because money is everything to these companies. Um, yeah, which is a very stark change from net from Netflix previously tweeting out, love is sharing a password, which they will, no one's ever going to let them forget that. Do you have the Netflix, Kevin? And are you would you pay eight dollars to share it with someone outside your household? I mean, probably not. Uh my my parents have Netflix. They they watch stuff on occasion, and I mean, it's not like we're using it on a bunch of different things. We usually all just go to the living room if we are watching something. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I think that like. If it's within the family, I feel like it's okay. I understand Netflix trying to crack down on it, but at the same time, like if there's nothing like you first of all, you already have our money. So this is just more of a this is just another like cash grab opportunity. Uh so if anything, I feel like uh if if you wanted to I don't I don't think you could like prevent them from saying like it for for us as the consumer we will vote with our dollar and netflix will really feel it um especially if they're not giving like us the shows that we're gonna watch they're also gonna feel it there plus they have a lot more competition now too mm -hmm. so they're gonna have to we'll definitely max. see yeah <laughs> netflix max just one one Maxwell, Maximilian Pegasus coming out and just beating Netflix. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know. I it feels like once again, like we're transitioning from cable into streaming. And like now streaming is starting to become cable. Um so like you, you pick what network you wanna or like what plan you wanna have. And then you pray that that's enough to like get everything that you want on it, um, but yeah, it just it it feels weird. It feels it, it's sad that like you can't have it on multiple devices and like even if it's within your own home, you still have to like confirm all that stuff. It's just it's annoying. It's just it's very it's, annoying. it's annoying. Like um, 
at this point, like you're just encouraging people to go back to piracy. To be honest, yeah. you are shooting yourself in the foot. Like I understand that like it's a business and you need to find ways to make money and that Netflix has been losing money for how long now? But I think part of that more is just the budget that you put into your shows and also like not funding the shows that people want to watch and canceling the shows that people want to watch. And I, it feels weird because a lot of the shows that are canceled are ones that are very popular and that have a good following and people are always upset when they cancel. It's not, it's never like, Oh yeah, that show was kind of meh anywhere. Like, Oh, that didn't really have a big following. It's always, people are very surprised and upset. So, um, sucks to be a streaming service in these days i guess um the last thing from me i guess is kind of it crosses over with our interests i bet kevin but um the playstation showcase uh just happened very recently um i don't remember what day it was but it happened recently um i wasn't really that interested in anything except spider-man they announced things like a, mean, a remake of Metal Gear Solid 3. They announced that they have this new device that they're calling Project Q that will allow you to stream any game from your PS5 as long as you have Wi-Fi. Um, it's pretty much just like the the Steam Deck, but with your PlayStation. So it's just like, eh. I mean, you kind of already could do that with your computer and the Wi-Fi and just your controller anyway. So this doesn't really seem like a must-have device. But they announced other things like Assassin's Creed Mirage and Street Fighter VI's story mode. But I, I really, there's nothing in this announcement that I felt was super impactful, aside from Spider-Man, because everyone is excited for Spider-Man. Yeah, including myself. And it forces me to have to play more Spider-Man on stream. <laughs> it's not. It's not a bad thing. The worst. It's just, just I am. I am all the by far. I'm the worst Spider-Man. Like there is no, there's no competition. I'm literally breaking people's necks intentionally as Spider-Man. Like, now you can do it as black suit Spider-Man and pretend you're. Yeah, Toby exactly. Just I'm ready. I can be I can justify destroying somebody now so I'm I'm ready. Um but yeah, <laughs> I I do think that that is going to be the play. I'm excited. Uh I hope this, this would okay, well this will be the thing that I do if it does happen. Um if if the if there is a PS5 version of like a Spider-Man 2 exclusive PS5 version. Oh, you know there will be. Skin. Your boy might have to cave in and get it when when he gets the funds, but that is I mean, definitely something that is on the They're list. They're gonna do it for Spider Man. Yeah, if they do it for Spider Man, I'm 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 on board. You're I'm I'm gonna be that one weird guy with the black and red like PS Five. Uh, you know you're and... gonna have to be like instantly on it because they are gonna like sell that, or if it's like even if it's just like the bundle, I might yeah. get that one just so I can put the Kaiba. 3D printed Kaiba head on it, you know, because that meme is very good. I forgot about that meme. The, uh, yeah. Huh. Was there anything that like interested you in, in this announcement, Kevin, or was it just Spider-Man? Because it was for me, it was just Spider-Man. 
I was literally only sent Spider-Man from my crew. Ah. So I I assumed that it was only Spider-Man. But um yeah, I I heard about the Metal Gear like remakes. People were telling me that that would be a very good time to to get them if I am going to play it on stream. Um it really depends on how people uh like like to like to watch it and mm-hmm. see if they want me to you know sneak up and unintentionally unalive people uh in metal gear 2 that's also an option so, so yeah I, uh, I have a i have a very distinct memory of the very early metal gear games like back on the ps1 uh i was i would play them at my cousin's house or like watch them play them because i was terrible at video games back then because i was like what four or five um and there was one time we were all like everybody including like the parents were all there um and then my mom like they they gave the control to my mom and she's like I, I don't know what to do i don't know what to do and she was like it was one of the training levels and you're supposed to like train your espionage and you're crawling and you have these like it's this kind of blockish world like a simulated world and you have these like villain not villains like these enemies just these thugs not thugs enemy soldiers just wandering around and my mom like crawls underneath like out of like a tunnel and crawls in between the legs of one of the, the soldiers. It's like, why are you crawling underneath his legs? Like, what are you trying to do? Yeah. It, it's, I'm not describing it very well, but it's like, it's like if you're standing, imagine you're just like, you're a guard, right? You're just standing there. You just mm-hmm. on your smoke break, looking out and some like assassin just crawls in between your legs. It's just like, Hey, what's up? Uh, I I immediately bend down and slap their butt. Uh, I make sure that it reverberates and scare alerts the other guards by utilizing their their butt cheeks. You know, know what I mean? Yeah, that is the. That's one of the two times I remember. My, like my mom has played video games, not counting like dancing video games, and not counting the um the card mini games on the Super Mario 64 port onto the Nintendo Switch because my mom would take my DS and she would play all the Luigi mini games because they were card games and my mother likes those. So, um, I mean, that's that's all I had to talk about. I mean, I know, do you have anything that you wanted to say about Spidey's? The Spidey sense? Uh, I like the Spider-Mans. Uh, I am excited to, to play it. Um, and hopefully it returns Kanashi, the 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 Kanashi Man saga of me being a terrible Spider Man. <laughs> but um, yeah, it definitely looks like a lot of fun. Um, I yeah, overall just excited for it. Um, and I do think it's a, at a good time too. If you are going to announce a Spider Man two, you want to do it literally the week before Spider Verse. Um, that that that'd be the way to go, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Before we move on, though, I I just had a, a question for you, Kevin. Considering that, like, mm-hmm. BlizzCon, I mean, BlizzCon has been its own thing for a while, but Blizzard's doing their own thing, PlayStation's doing their own thing, like Nintendo has their own thing. We have all these different like announcements, and and with um, what's the big one that everyone used to do? E three. Yeah, with with E three, just kind of dead in the water now, like. Do you think this format where companies are doing their own thing and having their own conventions and and they may or may not be very exciting 
but they have but at least they're like the the own fo- the focus of their own show like do you think this is a better format or did you think it was better when it was a big convention everyone is there together all the announcements are coming up at once and like yeah you're not the star of your own show but at least for the consumers like everyone all these developers are competing to have like the most noteworthy announcements all at one place i i feel like although like the competition of having the best show at e3 was a great thing because like the only people who won is us as mm-hmm. as consumers. Um, I do like the way how the they could kind of make their own schedule and announce things on their own time. Um, it makes it so that hopefully um, when they do make announcements like this, like everything is ready to go, and you know that there's no like pressure from outside sources to like you know have have stuff ready for e3 like mm-hmm. make sure that everything is all good but i do feel like they are missing out on like the crowd aspect of it too um when when you went to e3 you had people lining up for your panel to go and see your stuff right and it was also that whole concept of like you know this is where the gaming announcements happen i was there live when it when it was happening you know and having that you know kind of event to look forward to was kind of big but i do think that i feel like i'm I'm not saying that this is the way to go for the future but if imagine if the nintendo directs had like a not like a like a con but like an event stage and they kind of made it like its own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if if Pokemon Presents had like an event where it was like, okay, for for one day, you could t- you could pair it up with the tournament stuff too. You could have like Pokemon announcement plus NAIC, like uh international like competition stuff, right? You do the big announcement, you have the crowd there already who was there to watch the competitions. Then you get like the merch of stuff like what like this this announcement you could show off some of the newer games you could have some like live play tests and like Q and A's with some of the players and the um and just the way how the game operates um I feel like that's another interesting thing that mm-hmm. like yes it does cost a lot of money to make that happen oh my god um, the money <laughs> the money the money would be a lot but you can once again like I feel like if you had if this, for example, this PlayStation showcase, right? If this PS showcase was in like New York, right? You have a PlayStation showcase in New York and you get playable demos of Spider-Man. Hmm. Like off stream, like you have the people playtesting it for the first time ever. They get to like, essentially it's it's the whole Blizzard 2019. Here's what PVE is. Um, just letting people know like what you're up to, but also like if you are working on new tech, you could also unveil it and showcase it there. Um, that can also be a thing. So I feel like I feel like the one thing that they're missing from these announcements are the crowd reaction. But if they oh, yeah. are satisfied with if they're satisfied with what Twitch looks like, um, like it just with the Twitch numbers, that that'll be the way to go. Hmm. I wish I could have gone to one of like 
the big E3 events in person, but I would, alas, was too young and my parents would never let me go. <laughs> Have you ever been to one, Kevin? Like uh, E3 or? Yeah, like an E3. No. No, I was going to I've been to a TwitchCon, but that's it. I was going to ask you if E3 smelled as bad as I thought it would have smelled. <laughs> it probably does. <laughs> like, let's be honest here. Gamers don't shower. I don't know why. It was, we, well, I'll, I'll talk about it when we, well, I mean, we could talk about it right now since we're transitioning into my stuff anyways. Um, uh, this whole weekend I was at Fanime, right? And the main thing that I get brought up uh, when when I'm out there is um, I'm the one who runs like late night Jackbox. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we were playing Quiplash and they were saying like, or no, we were playing... Was it Split the Room or Quiplash? I think it was Quiplash. But uh, one of the prompts was like, um, you know the ghost in your house is tired of you when it starts writing this in blood, right? And the first oh, thing was God. like, was like, um, haven't you paid rent? And then the other one is like, you smell so bad, please take a shower. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right. Man, you know it's bad when like, the next world can smell you. So yeah. like when you, like, when your stench transcends the mortal plane. Yeah, it, it's the next plane. So that's that's how bad it is. So that it was just like, bro, like things like that, the wildness that comes out of uh Fanime was was kind of crazy. Um I'm gonna go over some of the highlights of Fanime, uh just some of the things that happened this weekend. Um just to give everybody a heads up. Um, there was an Evangelion themed wedding that was pretty cool. Um, like at the con, um, we had a really strict mask mandate this time around too. Um, you had mm. to have masks on throughout the entire con. You couldn't take it off. Um, not even me on stage. I couldn't even take off my my thing to announce things. I had to keep my mask on and yell through the mask. Um, that's just how it works. Uh, but yeah, we we did that for the entirety of the con. Um, the tournaments that I ended up casting, one of them was canceled because of tech issues and the other one was a full on blowout. So, uh, yeah, not a lot to really comment on that. It's just how it is. Um, uh, but the, the last thing that was like a lot of fun, I I would say besides like just having Jackbox, um, the older that I get, the more I realize the experience of anime is not necessarily for me to buy merch anymore. Um, it's more for me to like reconnect with friends who I otherwise wouldn't see. Um, I spent a lot more time. I probably spent more money on food than on actual merch Mm. this time around. Um, I went out to, I, I I had some pizza. I had a really good late night burrito that was open at like two 30, um, AM, uh, because that's what I, it was a carnitas super burrito. Ooh. Um and this place, uh, La Victoria's in San Jose, it's a couple. It's like three blocks away from the actual convention center, but they have this like orange sauce. It's like a hot. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's like a sweet but like spicy sauce that they only have there. Um, it was it's pretty good. It was hot, so like I used it in moderation, but. Uh, like that that now lives rent free if i if i'm ever hungry i know where to go um got some boba at boba bar uh some great ramen at kumako it, just san jose japantown is only like 
10 minutes away so it's really not that bad um but yeah overall i spent more time like chatting with friends and like making sure that i'm having fun um rather than having to spend money um but i guess this is the this is the weird thing about fanime um <laughs> this year um the bay area rapid transit authority was there um bart bart yeah, uh, Bart was there. Uh, not not to just be like, hey, ride Bart. <laughs> no, uh, they unveiled at Fanime their brand new mascots and uh, anime-themed characters. Um, Interesting. I'm going to pull that up for you so you can at least get the Bart lore, you know? Okay, um, okay. Th- there's some mascots good lore. Mascots fun. They are Japanese, like... They, they got that, like, theme down, you know, where it's like... Uh, how can I describe it? Uh, they, I, I gotta find the one that gives you the description of the characters. Um, yes, there there are more than one characters character for the Bart uh, stuff. So I'm trying to look for the one goes over the characters. Here we go. Uh, the mascot announcement. Uh, but yeah, uh, oh, these, are, these are the new mascots. Uh, they are there's like five of them. Um, oh, and then there's Barty, which is a little like Bart train with the little bunny ears. Um, are you supposed to like bring the animals onto the train and start fighting each other? Is no, no, no. They, <laughs> they they all hang out. They all have their own like different like role. Um, so they're they, not they, encouraging in car animal fight clubs. No, no, no. They oh. they don't fight. They don't fight. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, each each one of them has like a has like a reason why they're picked as one of the mascots. Um, they they really missed an opportunity here. Like I came by and it, it was the longest line in the dealer hall. I'm not gonna lie. It it they said, hey, if you come in between these two times, we will be giving you guys some merchandise. Um, they gave away some keychains of the new characters and the new designs, but uh, they also gave away a sticker pack. Um, I was not able to get in line because it was literally two and a half hours long. I was oh, not going to do that. Um, but I did grab one of the flyers, so I was able to at least look at the look at the stuff. I knew that Bart was like cooking something um, because they said, hey, something at FanimeCon uh, is, is happening. And I'm like, okay, I, I, know, I know you asked for like character designs earlier in the year so um i was hoping that it i I was hoping that they were going to give us more like merch like merchandise in general um but uh didn't happen um i i i feel like if they just make barty a plush the little little bunny like bart Bart train all the time like like it's so cute it has no business being this cute but like if you really want to double up on it you make it like a Okay, Bart, you could take this idea. We were I was brainstorming this with a friend. You take Barty, the Bart train, right? You make it into a little like plush clear sleeve and in the window, the little window that it has there, you put your yeah. clipper card so that when you scan in, you use Barty to like allow you to scan into the actual like like into the station. So, that's, that's pretty smart. Yeah. It's just how it goes. I feel like that is that is the play, um, but yeah, that that's what happened at at Fanime. Uh, other than me, like yelling 
and casting at like 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. every night uh, consistently uh, till 1 a.m. Everything was fun. I had a lot of fun hanging out with friends. I ate a lot of good food. Um, and yeah, uh, that's what's up. Better like, um, how did it smell? Not too bad. I'm glad because like not only I feel like COVID fixed a lot of that, um, but also I was congested the entire time because allergies. So <laughs> wow, lucky I, I get to not catch a whiff of anybody. And I'm also on stage. So I'm also like massively social distance from everybody. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, it was a it was a good event. I would say the dealer hall and the artist alley got like kind of humid. Just because there's a lot of people in there mm. um, when you're looking at art and stuff. But um, other than that, it wasn't too bad. Um, Yeah, I guess we'll go into actual game stuff, too, while we're here. Um, Fanime is also known for having fighting game tournaments. Uh, the entire Guilty Gear side of things when I was trying to cast Valorant was insanely loud, insanely hype. So... Was excited for that. Um, but one of the bigger fighting game tournaments that happened this weekend is Combo Breaker that happened in Schaumburg, Illinois. Um, it's a little little bit out of uh like Chicago area. So uh, I know a friend of mine, he is currently he was there um playing, I think he did Guilty Gear in Street Fighter. Um, but the big the big th- most of them were uh Guilty Gear Strife. Street Fighter 5, Tekken 7, Smash Ultimate. Um, and they also had like a bunch of other fighting games there if you guys were interested in playing and competing. Um, but it was one of the bigger fighting game tournaments of uh of of this weekend. Um, so a lot of my friends who play fighting games are out there and playing in like real high stakes tournaments. Um, I will ask him how it was when he gets back. He's he's uh he flew out there. And then he said that he's taking like a train all the way back to California. Um, it's going to take two days, but he's like, it's like a luxury train. It's going to be really cool. And I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, have fun with that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Combo Breaker also happened this weekend. Uh, I will be checking out highlights just to see if there's anything too crazy uh, later down the line for that. Um, yeah, let's go into Pokemon Unite news because I'm the one who looks at that kind of stuff still um first things first um umbreon has joined pokemon unite so if you are looking to get another evolution in the game umbreon has joined um feel free to go ahead and pick them up they are a defender class they are very team focused i love the kit on umbreon it, they have a move where you literally cannot leave a small circle um you cannot like you can't leave you can't exit uh you can't blink out you can't do any like movement abilities outside of it so you just um, sit down and cry you sit down and you get jumped by everybody so like <laughs> what it, it's just holding somebody in place while everybody else wails on them so um i feel like it does have a really short range so umbreon needs help getting in but uh once it starts getting in and starts setting up the fight it is going to be really strong um and yeah um looking forward to seeing how the pros handle it um it's probably not going to be legal for the May finals, uh, which are happening uh, pretty soon um, and vice versa. Same thing with um, like the regional finals and like regional qualifiers. Um, they probably won't be ready for that. But um, the other thing is we also know that Leafeon is on the way. We did get an idea of the kit. 
Um, so we will be looking forward to that. Um, I think I mentioned last week the other two Pokemon that have been like hinted at um, are Inteleon and Blaziken. Um, if we do get those two Pokemon in, I will try to give you guys a heads up of like what role they might be. Um, but for now, Umbreon and Leafeon are the next one in the queue, ready to go. Um, and we'll see how they play in the public test server in Australia and Singapore first before we even get it over to the States. Um, but yeah, excited to see how that ends up playing out, um, as we continue to move on there. Um, keeping it in the same realm as of MOBAs, um, Billy Billy, the company that, uh, makes a couple games also has like a really interesting, like solid streaming service as well. Um, confirmed that they are working on the new Shonen Jump MOBA game. Um, if you guys don't know, um, there was a couple of hidden not not hidden but like it doesn't have a name it's called project jump um where it was a mobile game so far um but it is a moba um, a multiplayer online battle arena where you get to play as shonen jump characters um and essentially duke it out on the battlefield um this includes tanjiro and nezuko from demon slayer goku um mm. Naruto is not in the game but Sasuke made it in. Uh, I think Orochimaru made it in too. Um Luffy's in the game. Um Ichigo's not in the game. Uh but they have a couple of other characters as well. Um Majin Buu and Frieza are also there. Um so it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. Um I hope that the development is still continuing on and is looking really good. So by the time that we do get it over and there's like a huge announcement, it'll probably come out in Asia first um, because it is done by Billy Billy. So probably Chinese servers and Japanese servers first. Uh, but I hope it does get over to the States. Uh, I will be trying to pursue that because um, as a manga nerd and a MOBA commentator, this is like, the best of both worlds. So uh, hopefully we can get into that and see how it goes. Um, But yeah, that, that's what's been going on on that side. Um, Let's go ahead and hop into the manga recommendations of the week. Um, This week, I, I've been slowly trying to figure out like what else I could talk about. Um, Your boy only has so much money to read new manga. Um, so, um, I actually went back. I'm trying to get through one of these larger series. And the one that I did go back to was Blade of the Immortal. Um, I know I mentioned it a little bit uh, a little bit back. But I am starting to try to pick it back up before I go ahead and start Naruto um, for, for myself. Um, but Blade of the Immortal is where... Okay, Blade of the Immortal follows um, an immortal swordsman who is trying to learn what life really means even though he his entire job is to you know be a bodyguard for this for this young girl um who's still trying to hone her own swords craft and get get revenge um on the people who destroyed her family uh not only killed her parents but also like burnt down her dojo uh that she would otherwise train at um but the really interesting thing about blade of the immortal is that there are a lot of moral gray where you have characters who want to do the right thing, uh, 
Um, but um, because of their past, they are willing to go to extreme to try to hide that. Um, for example, I'm in the middle of book four. Um, there's a character who has like he has a kid and normally you you like sympathize with him because he's a father he's a single father he's taking care of his kid um, and he's just trying to be a good good father to this kid Um, but then you find out that the the main girl who is trying to get vengeance knows that he is one of the main perpetrators who had was doing atrocities in the dojo um and she was conflicted of if i do this if i were to kill your dad i am perpetuating a cycle of of vengeance and revenge and it just keeps going over and over again and so she wanted him to apologize and he's like no, I'm going to end what I started. And so you're like, okay, yeah, that's not the right answer. Um, and it's like you either have to you have to do what you gotta do to to get your vengeance, or the cycle continues one way or another. So it it feels really bad. Um, but it is that morally gray that made the series as good as it is. Um also, this is another series that I would recommend for people who are who are just getting started um, and just kind of want to understand how manga kind of works. Um, not necessarily in terms of more in terms of like the aesthetic and the look rather than the reading uh, format of it, um, because Blade of the Immortal was a was released by Dark Horse Entertainment, which has also done comic books Um so the original author had it flipped. Uh, so when you do read it in English, it is flipped to read left to right. Um, so if you are trying to like just get a vibe of like how these stories work, um, you could go ahead and and read it uh, and not feel like you have to learn the whole new formatting of how manga is supposed to work. Um, but yeah, would recommend if you guys want to learn some of the Origin, I wouldn't say origins, but like some of the inspirations for some of the big three. Um, Blade of the Immortal is definitely one to go over. It feels wrong reading mini manga okay. left to right. Yeah, it feel it feels weird. It's definitely something that took me a while because like I read my manga right to left always, as you um, should. Yeah, and this this one was released in it was released in the states before manga was popular, so. Mm the author made the decision and said like if you want to rearrange my art on the page so that it reads for western audiences do it and he he specifically said if i would preferably not want it what they call like flip and scan where you scan the whole thing and then flip it over they he asked for them to do a cut and paste rework of every like every page so in other words, they would take the original panel, they would cut it up, and then they would have to rearrange it on the on the page. Um, and if they needed to flip anything, he said that as long as it doesn't have a sound effect on the on the panel, you're okay to do it. Um, that way, they still keep the same story, they keep the same art, um, 
but it's just read differently. Um, I'm surprised that like even after the re-release, we have Blade of the Immortal Deluxe Editions coming out right now. They still read left to right. They are not fixed. Well, I wouldn't say fixed. They aren't put back into the original orientation hmm. um, after all of these years. But um, the reason why I have the omnibuses over the deluxe editions is honestly just by the way it looks on the shelf. I'm I'm very much a proponent of pretty spines and uh, Blade of the Immortal omnibus uh, are all different colored spines and they look really nice when they're all put together. So uh, that's that's the reason why I have that one. Um, and it's honestly a really great story. It It comes with the story of revenge, but you also have to think about it from both perspectives and it's it's deep it it's deep for a like manga that has been out for a long time it's done now for sure but it's just like it it has definitely lasting effects on like future manga readers and like the format of this kind of um like like a ronin kind of like uh kind of like samurai shampoo where it's like two people going on an adventure um but who is the correct one in any scenario you know um yeah uh so that is my manga wreck um i may have double dipped we'll see um but blade of the immortal good read if you ever do want to go through that um let's go into the newer stuff the the new releases of the week um I'm not going to lie, it's going to slow down a little bit um, going into uh, going into June um, because usually it's the end of the month where they start releasing a ton and you have to like figure out what exactly you want to pick up, um, but we'll go over it super quick. So um, this week we have Shirokuma Cafe 2, that's going to be a hardcover, um, don't call it a mystery omnibus, and Blue Period 13. Um, if you are still continuing on with Blue Period, I am. Uh, I I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, make sure to go ahead and pick up those books at your local bookstore. Uh, next week we will have the Attack on Titan Omnibus Eleven, um, Ayashimon Two, which is um, done by the same author as Hell's Paradise, which is airing right now. Um, Ayashimon is more pg it's more focused towards teens um and it is released in shonen jump so that's the reason why um it is dumb i wouldn't say dumbed down but it's less crazy as hell's paradise um then you also have sakamoto days which is coming out and then you also have muscle of magic and muscle uh volume 12 so um a couple of books here and there um if you are looking to continue on with your series make sure to go ahead and get that um the other thing that I do want to mention is, uh, I didn't put it in the notes, but uh, congrats to my alma mater, um, the Academy of Art University. Um, they have now officially partnered with the San Francisco Shock, and they will Ooh. be utilizing our facility at the Academy of Art as their home base. Um, That's big. It is big. Um so I'm I'm excited to see what this does for the esports program at my alma mater. Um, I will be 
unfortunately, I will be a trader for the next two months because I am uh, working for Berkeley <laughs> for the next two months. Uh, and they gave me an esports jersey. So now I get to go into my old school with a new esports jersey and be like, uh, yeah, sorry, they, they got to me first. <laughs> um, but yeah, they will be playing out of our facility. Um, I'm excited to see if there are any improvements to the facility afterwards um i know that they're playing out of it right now but um if this helps with funding or helps with the future of esports um at the school i'm totally down to help um they already know that from me and uh we're just trying to create the best opportunity that we can um for not only the students but also all the esports events that happen in the bay area so yeah um excited to see how that plays out um but also excited like, to how see how long is that gonna last because considering the yeah Overwatch league is <laughs> yeah we're kind of on our last best. legs uh we're kind of on the last legs and uh we'll see where it goes uh, a lot of these are really funny because like um all a bunch of my like esports friends like right. the the friends that i've made while i was playing on the team for RU, um we saw one of the pictures um from the San Francisco Shock and they're like hey uh we're liking the the sponsorship the not the not our uh school sponsorship but like this fried chicken like korean fried chicken like shop that happens to have a location close to campus and they have they have it there but they're eating it in the esports lounge and i'm like <laughs> we're all sitting there and we're like guys we already know we we know where this is. We can't say anything about it. It's like you if you know you know, we're gonna hang out there, but also, why didn't we get chicken? <laughs> it's like this is a bunch of like really I funny questions. Chicken. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, my bad. I'm also hungry. We could let's go get chicken. Um <laughs> let's let's wrap this up. That is that is it for uh, all the manga news, all of the all the stuff that I have for this week, um, Matt. Let's go get chicken. Ooh, I, I'll hop on a plane and and go to San Francisco. We'll we'll find chicken. <laughs> uh, we'll find. Uh, I I'm pretty sure Jollibee is open like hella late around here, so Ooh. we we might have to go across the bridge. But okay, let's go find a Jollibee. So so what is your favorite chicken place? Like down here, My I don't have access to a, a a Jollibee close by. I'd have to drive maybe an hour to find a Jollibee. So like okay. out of all and, and god damn it, Santa Clarita has so many like chicken places. Like every five minutes there's a new chicken sandwich or a hot chicken sandwich place just okay popping up. But like overall, I would say my favorite chicken place is Popeyes. Okay, Popeyes there's, there's is a, consistent and good. That's... There's a big uh Shaq's big chicken here. Oh, I wanna, okay. I've never been there. <laughs> it's okay. It's decent. I think their sides are actually pretty good. Uh -huh. like I would they, there's a Popeyes across the street, so I just I would go to the Popeyes. And there's also a Chick-fil-A, but I never go to Chick-fil-A because reasons. Yeah. Um right, your thoughts on chicken places, Kevin. Okay. We have a hot boys in Wanna Creek, like later like down what the street. Hot boys. So world famous hot boys. Um that that is one place. Um they is have it actually really hot. Okay, yes. So they they have this thing when you order your chicken there are like four different levels of heat um <laughs> and they're not they 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 tell you straight to your face it's like hey like i'm letting you know right now it's okay 
to like order or always order slightly lower than what you think you can handle. And they're like, I was like, okay. So I ordered the medium the first time and I was like, medium isn't hot, but they're like, our medium is like an average restaurants hot. And I'm like, okay, oh let me, let me try it. And so I had it. I was able to take, I, I had a chicken sandwich. I was able to eat half the sandwich before I was just like, I will eat the later half, like way later. <laughs> um, The next one I got, I got what they considered mild and that's like a medium. So I was able to handle that with no problem. Um, it's actually like the one that I would go for if I ever do go back. Um, they have one called training wheels. Yes, it makes you feel training stupid, wheels, but it, no training training it's wheels is shameful. It's no spice, but it's like a very it's like a honey barbecue glaze. And so that's really good. Um, if you order their hot, it is death. It's like really, really hot. And then they have a very hot, which is even hotter than that. So I'm like, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going anywhere close to that. But uh, are y'all trying to die? Yeah, people are trying to die. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I like I like it. It is a little up there in price, but very good. World famous hot boys chicken. Um, go there. I also go to Starbird. Um, it little little pricey, but it is down the street, so easier for me to get to. Um, but I do agree. Popeyes is consistent wherever you go. Um, and you can't really go wrong with, with that. And like the biscuit that will literally give you like, will spike your cholesterol. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's just consistent wherever you happen to go. So, uh, if, if I'm talking local to me, hot boys, starboard, uh, if I happen to be Closer in SF or even South Bay, that's Jollibee, um, just because it's more readily available. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Popeyes is just consistent. So I will say that Anthony Bourdain and a lot of like food critic people will say that Jollibee is their favorite chicken place because it uh, is good. It's still yeah. solid. All right. Anyway, Kevin, your give us your your news for not news, but your advice for surviving yet another week in the world, and then we will um, call it a night. Yeah. So I am starting my summer camp literally, uh, not this week, but next week. Uh, it starts Ooh. technically on the fifth. Um, so uh, we'll see how we survive that. But um, if you have stuff planned for for like the weekend if you're just trying to enjoy your time i would i would say like know that conventions aren't always for like buying merch you don't always have to go to a convention to buy merch you can buy merch online uh the main purpose of cons is to build connections and hang out with people so uh make sure to go with friends make memories eat good food um you you don't always get to do that and um yeah, to to all the San uh, to all the San Jose uh, hot dog vendors out there, please bring it back to the five dollar mark. I can't afford the ten dollar hot dog too late at night, man. That's the reason why you're losing business. <laughs> all right, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Hopefully, you get your hot dog and chicken fix this week. Um, we will catch you next week with even more news and possibly food cravings as well. Um, we'll see how we're feeling when we record and if we've eaten or not. Um, Be hungry. Okay. <laughs> Stay hungry. Stay hungry. 
because that's how you get delicious food. If you're not hungry, you're not eating delicious food. Facts. All right, guys. Catch you soon. Adios. Next week, we bring you the latest news and stories from around the internet. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us and rate us five stars on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also follow us on all social media at TwigPod, that's T-W-I-G-P-O-D. And feel free to send us any questions, comments, or any suggestions of topics you'd like us to cover. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week in Geek. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.